0: Yo, 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 man. This is season two. The, the, the Race DTX podcast. You know what I mean? Every, uh, every so often, you know, we do bring guests and whatnot in. I'm in mean, I'm in Philly, just hopped off a flight. Had to get up with my brother, man, Raheem.
1: Welcome back to the city, Rahim,
0: Raheem, man. You know what I'm saying? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Let's let's tell him a little bit about yourself, man. You didn't you didn't have me all over the world, man.
1: All over the world, man. Definitely. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I'm Raheem, I'm honored to be here on the race, man, with my good guy Lance, man, he's holding it down. Uh, Philly native, West Philadelphia, born and raised.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, you know, that's where Meek from, right? Or... No, nah,
1: Meek's from North.
0: He's from North, yeah, okay. That's where,
1: uh, the best rapper to ever come out of Philly's from. Okay. Uh, Will Smith, he's from. Oh, West. is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on, the Broad Street bully? <laughs> nah, 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 man. We got Will Smith and West. We got some new up-and-coming cats that's okay, really killing okay. it, but, uh. Typically, the big Philly rappers are from north or south, like Beans or Meek or, okay, you know, okay. Chris and Neif, those cats. i have been bro.
0: in a few Ubers or little cab rides, and I know the, the young cats around here, man, they they really live and die by that, the, the north and the, yeah, the west the side or of wherever you're from.
1: What side of the city you from, man? Yeah. I mean, west side's the best side, but of course, I'm partial.
0: But but a lot of the young cats are saying Uzi the greatest to come out of here. Oh man. my
1: God! He man. go hard though.
0: shit I'm not even an Uzi <laughs> fan, bro. Oh my I, God! You know, hey, shout
1: out to Uzi from Philly. You know, yeah. I wish you much success. I don't particularly listen to,
0: oh, okay, um, okay.
1: anything that ain't mainstream from him.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Well, shoot, me and me and Travito, man, we didn't caught a couple of Uzi Uzi sets, man, and <laughs> Uzi he get it turned up, man. But uh, oh, man. just all in all, man, just the history and everything, just behind Philly. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know, it's my pleasure, my blessing to have you on here. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you're doing a lot of great things. And I think, you know, as far as uh, one of my friends or somebody I have met over the last few years, you know what I'm saying? You're very inspiring with just how you move. You know what I'm saying? We sitting here and we talking and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go to D.C. for a light second. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And turn around. And in my head, I'm like, damn, that's some shit I do. And like... Yeah. We not understanding like you know what I'm saying. Wait, you not gonna stay the whole time? Yeah,
1: but, man, listen, I have partied in D.C., brunch party in D.C., and see him in my bed by night. New York's <laughs> even closer. I go to New York to the club, leave the club, and come home. You
0: so. was just in New York. Yeah, I was just like, just in New York a
1: couple days ago. I, was, I mean, shout out to Brooklyn. I was up there in Brooklyn and yeah. uh, hit Harlem up. So uh, yeah. always a great time in New York. But yeah, we did D.C. tonight, man.
0: Okay, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and do that, man. Uh, yeah, but what I brought you on for, fam is is your brand, you know what I'm saying? We are talking to the CEO of the weekender travels. Uh, a, a lot of y'all probably follow me uh on various uh social media accounts and things like that and see me traveling and things this man right here is a very very big proponent of of my travel endeavors and you know always putting together you know some real real classy movements and stuff man.
1: hey man i appreciate you i appreciate your support over the years man it means mm-hmm. a lot um uh, man since i've met you in cuba which is very very interesting to say i met this guy in cuba uh you know very very secluded island <laughs> but uh we had a great time and uh,
0: very kind of
1: kick since then man um but yeah so i'm gonna see you over the weekend the trips um, You know, bigger, uh, smaller company of The Weekender experiences. Okay. Um, and, you know, we focus on providing unique and uh, travel experience for young black professionals all around the world. Uh, so okay. we do small trips like weekend trips. We have, okay. uh, like, the Hamptons or the Vineyards or... We'll go to Cuba or Brazil. Y- y- y'all skiing to, in, the, in the Poconos, too, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's our big trip. That's our SWAT trip. Okay. We have over 200 <laughs> people that come uh, to our ski trip in the Poconos. But, you know, overall, it's just about exposing young black professionals to the world, um, you know, and like-minded professionals. Which is
0: so necessary, man, which is so necessary. I actually just had a trip uh, to Nebraska where, you know what I'm saying, it was some knowledge kind of dropped on me that really, I mean, honestly... The, it changed me. You know what I'm saying? I think I was there maybe about two or three weeks ago and uh, I visited, you know, Malcolm X's crib, you know. Wrong, right, or indifferent. You know, I know people love and hate him. You know what I'm saying? But that was very much so, I feel, an example of a black man and just, you know, his his trials and tribulations throughout life and the crucibles of, you know, what has brought him his enlightenment and things like that. But just getting back to the story, it was, uh, you know, brought to my attention that you know, a lot of the things or injustices that we're seeing right now, you know, they just uh uh they, they saying that it's postponed, but you know, it was it was definitely uh the NBA game, NBA man, playoffs. Power stuff moves, like man. That. Power moves. Power moves, you know what I'm saying? Just where they uh they're they're is it boycotting that they saying yeah or, they're calling know?
1: a boycott you okay. know, we'll, we'll see what uh, ends up happening for us this season the players yeah. met yesterday they're reconvening again today
0: mm-hmm. and shout out to Bron no,
1: man uh Bron, shout, shout out to, to Bron, Bron shout out to Kawhi man L A and uh both L A teams mm-hmm. have, have opted out of this the rest of the playoffs mm-hmm. they, you know they voted not to continue the playoffs they don't want to go business as usual yeah. black men are being you know shot and killed in this country um by police at an alarming rate.
0: Yeah, what'd you say? Oh, they had? Have- oh, so he voted like,
1: again. Uh, they just voted- okay, okay, okay. but I know Braun walked out of the move. The move room. was, the move was crazy,
0: and honestly, you know when uh the Jet Smith when he when you know he walked off stage or I heard he did that, I was like, man, Katz is kind of you know maybe taking it too far, but actually watching that and seeing exactly what he said and just all of that, it was crazy. And I mean, you know, not to be too much on a segue, but uh, you know, with The Weekender's travels and stuff like that, I I feel as if though that's kind of like your lane, you know, exposing people to more, uh, uh, more broad, but yet still detailed experiences of of traveling places and and just experiencing life, you know, to a high degree. I
1: I think one thing, um, you know, what we try to do at The Weekender is like, create safe places for black people to travel.
0: Because uh, it ain't safe everywhere for us to travel. It's it's, it's safe, worse man. than in the United States.
1: Uh, James Baldwin or Jimmy Baldwin, depending you know how you call him, he said, uh, "What is there to have uh, comfort and convenience if you don't have safety?" And a lot of times when we're taking you know large groups of young black professionals to places like the Hamptons or the Vineyard, which are traditionally uh, white playgrounds or white havens, um, you know what is it to have that luxury? If you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel welcome, yeah. um, if you don't feel safe, and so what we do as a weekender, man, we try to do a lot of vetting and a lot of narrative building when we're renting properties from these, um, you know, very affluent white homeowners yeah. or property owners. We happy at a mansion in Rio, man. <laughs> yeah. Y'all check
0: out my Instagram. You know, we try to oh, make sure the that king we— King of Rio, man, for my birthday.
1: Check out Rio was a great <laughs> time, man. But yeah, we try to create a uh, you know a safe place, man, just so. People can be themselves, you know. Black people aren't monolithic, you know. We're very mm-hmm. uh, culturally diverse, so we mm-hmm. can be doctors and lawyers and all these great professions, and we can still stand on tables and twerk and, and take shots and do say yeah. and things, have a good time. But, <laughs> you know, a lot of people can't wrap uh, their heads around black people like that. You either got to be one or the other. Yeah. Either you're a, a girl and you're twerking and you're caught all types of promiscuous stuff, or you're a doctor. But, you know, in our world, we're both.
0: Yeah, And so that's very what we can so.
1: catch It's like... Yeah. Well, you can do both.
0: What was uh? I mean, like uh, with the founding, when was it? When was when was the Weekender founded? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. What went into all of that? What made you just? I know you know. Uh, we've talked about this a few times, but you know, uh, with the corporate world, you just kind of maybe felt you know uh, like you could do more for yourself or as a black man and a black business owner. Or what was what was the deal with all that?
1: And so honestly, the Weekender was uh kind of founded very organically. Okay. Um, so, you know, I had moved back to Philly from Atlanta. I was working in corporate. Um, Clark I'm,
0: Atlanta gla- graduate.
1: Yes. Sir. Hey, Clark Atlanta graduate. Let's, let's go. <laughs> and so I was working uh, in corporate and uh, I met a lot of transplants here in Philly and some locals okay. that were all in corporate. We had that young professional bubble in. Uh, We were talking about going skiing, and none of them had ever been skiing before. And I had. I've been skiing before. And so that right there is it, (laughs) man, because
0: you will really have us on a lot of different stuff. You know what I'm saying? That we're not going to be able to see in our everyday life or that we don't have rich uncles or mamas and daddies where it's like, we go skiing every, you know, (laughs) every winter. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. I didn't go skiing
1: for the first time until I was well after graduated college I just decided myself I still haven't
0: have been skiing honestly man, go, man. I got so much fun I know man it's so much fun I was fun. supposed to, to knock it in uh, February but some things kind of had switched around shout out to my, my my little brother G-Rob you know what I mean uh, for his birthday and stuff they had a cool little hot tub cabin shindig and <laughs> A great mix of people in the mix, but uh, it just didn't end up working out for my schedule. But That's cool,
1: a- man. We got you when we back open, man. I'm already, doing, I'm already doing. i um, But to make the long story short, we uh, the, a lot of them had not been skiing before, so I had organized a ski trip just huh. for the group of friends. It was like mm-hmm. 33 of us. We went out. We had one cabin and we had a ball. And I had like had my family uh, prepare some of the meals, and so we took it up there and we yeah. cooked and grilled, and it was like a really great time. And then you know the next year when it was around the same time, like are we doing again? I'm like yeah. Well, I grew the 60. And then the following year after that, it was 120. And the next thing you know, we were over 200 people for this weekend in a ski trip. And so uh, it grew really organically. So then I started to formalize it and add other trips. We added in the lake trip. Then we added in the Hamptons. Then we went to Thailand for our first international trip. And now we've been to... Uh, every continent on the planet except Antarctica. Yeah. And so- uh, You still- you,
0: Have you touched in already yet? Because I know no, that's something that you were supposed to do. I not this year. Yep. Oh, okay. But and COVID.
1: Is. Yeah, I was supposed to be going this winter. My man's has
0: been on every freaking continent. And then also something y'all may not know about this man or that I would like y'all to know is you're fluent in Mandarin, correct? Okay, so- Is it Mandarin or is it Chinese?
1: <laughs> which is, I, I do speak Mandarin. Um, I don't consider myself
0: fluent because I don't know all the words, but I can hold- Uh, man man, I'm not gonna let him hold y'all man (laughs) this dude he'd have told me plenty of times where some people would be flexing on him or saying some real (laughs) you know something that might not be said in English or whatever the case is and he'll catch him and correct him real quick hey man I catch a (laughs) lot of people man
1: so yeah I can hold a conversation and uh I can navigate I used to live in China so I picked that up while I lived in China but Um, Like I said, fluency is is a long,
0: it's a uh, lot of words. Like being in China and things like that, because I think we've discussed that before. Was that something that just kind of got you on your marathon as far as, you know, with, with the travel? Or what was your first international trip?
1: All right. So my first international trip was in 2005. I was in high school. Uh, okay. I went to Overbrook High School. Shout out Overbrook, the castle on the hill. Yeah, um, but alma mater to Will Smith, that that guy we were talking about earlier. Oh,
0: okay. Shout out that, man. Yeah,
1: Will went to uh, Overbrook. Will Chamberlain went to Overbrook as well. You know, so wow, we got man. Some dope Shout out out noobs, man. Shout out but, to the Noobs, man. Shout out to the Noobs. So Will Smith came back to Overbrook and took the top ten students to Johannesburg, South Africa, to meet Nelson Mandela. And uh, I was with students. And you so, met, you went to Joburg then? and I met Mandiba. That's how I met. Mandela. Hey man, he was still alive. It
0: one more awesome. point of reference to make, man. If you can get to Africa, get to Africa, get to Africa, especially if you're, a, you know what I mean. You, you're a little bit melanated or anything like that, because it's just, I mean, it's it's something else. So what was that like for you? I did see when you dropped the picture. It went, when on you Mandiba's was Mandiba's birthday. Yeah, I, dropped, I was yeah. like, wow, my guy, my, my boy, my boy, he man. It it was
1: life changing, man. I was 15 and uh, we went and we went in style, of course, because Will paid and and, and took us out there. Got to spend some intimate time with Will for about two weeks and met Nuts and Mandela and got to see just all of the culture of uh, South Africa. So, you know, we saw all the luxury and we also saw some of the struggles that they were going through over there. Mm -hmm. Because apartheid was still kind of. It was. In our lifetime. So it was Uh, 2005, apartheid ended in 91. So we were speaking to students and people that had experienced full blown apartheid and then, like, versus now. So it was really humbling. um, And it it was just that's what kind of just sparked it, man. You know, it showed a little kid from West Philly that the world is bigger than the states, it's bigger than Philly. Uh, Because I know so many people I grow with that haven't left this tri state area Philly, Jersey, Uh, Delaware. Or, you know, we all know tons of people that don't leave home or leave the states. Yeah, but once you get out and see that you can navigate, and you know
0: something that's crazy about right? that, it's almost like in some places, you know what I'm saying? Uh, L A. to be specific. Uh, I mean, definitely here on the East Coast, it's like a, it's almost like it's something that some, some would be proud of. Like I ain't never left the, the, yeah, the, man. the city be or something. The hood, man. Like, and it's you just know, like it's the thing, man. I don't know. It's just it's Ooh. so much bigger out there. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: I think I think there's a paradigm shift, like with the Black travel movement. Um, you know, it hit the young professionals first, but I feel like a lot of more of my, you know, neighborhood or hood friends, as we call them, at your them, level. Are to get I feel there. like
0: you're running that, though. Like, how are you staying ahead of just like so much? I mean, you got your your big Africa trip that you do and stuff Afro-pean like that. Afropean tour, Afropean, yeah. and uh, like, how are you staying ahead of that? And how is that? You know,
1: and it's always about innovating, man. You know, when I look at a place to go, it's more than turn up. You know, okay. it's about what's the cultural experience. When I want people to come off a trip. I want them to say, wow, we had a great time with great people, but, like, touched by the yeah. location, touched by the, the energy in the place we go, experience the sure. culture. For Did sure. you talk to somebody local? Did you learn a new word? Did you, you learn something new? Like, that that's real important um, when I put together trips and when we choose locations. is You know, turn up's great, but it's like, are you impacted? Does that trip stay with you? Yeah. You know, do you talk about that trip a year <sighs> later or months yeah. later when you get the back? You
0: I've been on, man, it's... I can't I can't I can't really describe just how how it makes me feel to be able to be like, because, I mean I've I've been traveling, you know, doing the international thing for a minute, but just to kinda do it, you know, with with like minded individuals as well as, you know, black people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Us, <laughs> it's 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 crazy 'cause we all taking in them experiences all together and it's just like man, it's unless wild. You're in man.
1: Cuba we we was in tears in Cuba, man you know but, what I mean we was, Cuba was deep yeah, and we, Cuba we were, was deep it, and they we, all was the while least. we were there that they were closing it down
0: again remember yep, yep, that was announced yep. you can't you can't you quite go we there, yeah, yeah. you can go to Cuba no more yeah, you know but, unless you do it you know illegally but we ain't doing none of that over here but uh yeah that that was a wild trip man it really uh made me think about my grandmother a lot Mm -hmm. you know some of the things because she was one of them type of people like she ain't leaving the porch you know what i'm saying this is home and this is where it's set but she always loved to see me you know doing things and stepping outside of my means and stuff like that so i was very overwhelmed with with just just all of it, man. And then just us. Like, boy, we <laughs> we was thick. Like, I still keep up with everybody. Like, as yeah, soon as yeah. I come to Philly or be in Houston or any of that, all of the people who was there, Dallas, you know? So man, That's what it is, too. It's like an extended network.
1: Nobody really comes off of a weekend or trip without new friends, mm-hmm. new networks, a new place they can crash in the States. Like, yeah. you know, when I travel, man, I rarely, you know, I'm traveling stateside. I'm rarely booking yeah. hotels or stuff because <laughs> it's just like, yo, in the what's, city, up? Man, what's up, like you know? And I, I, and I met that off of the weekend. Hang, Vice versa, you go hit me up. You know, you got to put. Yeah, this you, put you, you have already have it. You Somebody being your ambassador to their city, man. So, yeah, that's real. Talk. You know, and that's like you know, that's the residual from going on trips with like-minded mm-hmm. professionals, and you know, they're from all over the country, man. You know, everybody's from everywhere.
0: So how is uh, COVID and everything like that affecting you, brother? Like I know you because you had some some monsters lined up for Ooh, us. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? I think I was trying to line in. I was trying to line in with something, I think we was maybe going to do Australia this year. Yeah, or something that was like our that. New Year's
1: trip, Australia, yeah. and New Zealand. Um, you know, COVID has been a, a challenge, but one thing uh, we did at the weekend is that we were proactive okay. instead of reactive because uh, we had a trip in um, the afro tour was going to be in Italy, you know, we we're going to be Ooh. wrapping up at the Amami yeah. coast.
0: And if y'all don't understand when we're saying afro and with his trips and stuff like that, so my man's Heem, my, my boy Raheem. He has his, his whole business set up on just, you know, uh tra- a traveling basis or a traveling group. But his biggest... Uh, international trip. His biggest international trip is it's, Afro-European where they, you know... It's a two-week uh,
1: tour. So we do two African mm-hmm. countries and two European countries, thus the Afro-Pian tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's our flagship trip each summer. And so this summer we were wrapping up at the Amafi Coast in Italy. So when we first started hearing about COVID in January, February, you know, we were looking at Italy. And then by March, Italy was in full blown outbreak and, and, and pandemic over there. And so we had pulled that trip already. Right. Okay. So that's just at first. We're going to just do Africa. And then as things got worse, we already started pulling. So we weren't reactive. Um, and then once we kind of saw where this was going, listening to the experts, yeah. we pulled all the trips for the year and uh, notified our customers you Know, refunding them their money, got them back there. Mm-hmm. In good, business, good business, good um, business. Because that was just being proactive and making sure that we weren't one, spending resources we weren't going to be able to get benefits mm-hmm. back on, and then two, letting our customers know that their safety and their health is most important. So even most now, uh, shout out
0: Charles too. I didn't forget about Charles. Charles. Charles is Charles Wilson, the, you know, LA. LA, yeah, he, he essentially the VP, the, the boy of operations. Uh, shout out to you, Charles, man. You. <laughs> you would have a car man you cool you a great dude man yeah so um right now with COVID what we did is
1: we uh we took that as a time to get to know our customer base better so we ran uh and we know a lot of people were losing jobs and you know financially was being struggling mm-hmm. during this time so we ran a campaign to get feedback from our customers about where okay. they want to go and what they were thinking about after mm-hmm. um COVID and how they felt and then mm-hmm. we also gave out money each Friday so every Friday uh, for a whole I month did. we I ain't gave out no dollars though. Hey yeah, man, listen to you know it was it was it was <laughs> you know, I had to put that in was. the drawing and you, you got fooled, yeah. man. Okay. And uh so we gave out money just to help our, our core base if they were struggling, you know, even if they weren't. Um if they gave us feedback, they were entered in to win uh money twice a week. And so we gave yeah, out a ton of prizes up. and money, um, just thinking our customers. did that? Was that a pretty feedback. good
0: help for like the business you would uh, say? Man, like people really getting looks great and stuff. Okay.
1: Uh, uh, shaping how we're going to come out of COVID.
0: yeah. Um, for sure. and so
1: feeling like what the customers feeling like, you know, because if COVID ended, ended today, you know, we got a vaccine today, who's all jumping out the country? You know, who feels yeah. comfortable? Who's all so that? So yeah. we're able to gauge how we should re-engage our travel and re-engage our customer base. Okay. And so that's sure. um, pretty cool. We got on a trip. We're doing a, a partner trip with a lot of the black travel companies, okay. uh, which is our Yacht Week, which is in June of twenty twenty one. which is really great.
0: Yacht Week, we there. Yeah, our yacht week is really dope. Y'all gotta be there too, man. Lock in with uh the weekender travels. Mm. Y'all gotta go ahead and go on Instagram, get with my man they they the top hit on Google. Yeah <laughs> he didn't finesse that, but you know what I'm saying? Look look and get it yeah, with check them, us out. You know. We're the
1: weekendertrips.com at the weekender trips on Facebook and uh Instagram and all the other social media okay. things. So yeah, check us out for sure. But that's what we're coming back with. Um, you know, we also do a lot of private Group travels yeah, as well, so we do birthday well. parties or bachelorette bachelor parties, all that, mm-hmm. and people are starting to think about travel again. So we have a couple bookings of those coming in now. Okay, so things are starting to see the other side of COVID, but yeah. I think uh, the fact that we were proactive, knuckled down, um, you know, engaged our customer base that we're looking to come out of COVID even stronger than before because I feel like people's um, appetite for travel. It's going to be so much more hiding because they told us we couldn't.
0: Because they told us
1: we couldn't. Yeah, we yeah. tell somebody they can't do something; it's when they want to do it.
0: Want to do it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. people have been messing uh, right. Mexico up. Everybody, yeah, oh, Mexico, man. You know
1: Mexico. You know there's a few places. Oh, Mexico to DR. <laughs> yeah, Croatia just opened
0: up. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah, Croatia.
1: just opened up. You know, so I do know, man. You got to have Croatia. that money.
0: You got to have a yacht to be out there in Croatia, hey, though. Man. So
1: we'll be. That's where yacht week is next <laughs> week. Split. So we're gonna go do a site visit out there. You coming? I'm I'm there, bro. I'm
0: there. I'm gonna definitely be in the mix for some type of trip. I mean, I ain't like I said, man. This is my man. He man, and uh, we relate in a lot of different ways, yeah. man. Uh, just as far as I know, a lot of y'all be like, man, Lance can't sit still. Nah, <laughs> this man can't sit still, man. <laughs> for real. So you know that is that is what it is. Um, with running the company and everything like that, like I mean, what's what's your your day to day looking like, and what's I mean. You know, I know COVID is going on now or, you know, the pandemic, but, you know, what's a typical day for you? And what's what's some, you know what I'm saying, you you might want to put out there to some, you know, younger people who are wanting to travel or wanting to get in groups or want to get in contact with you or whatever the case might be.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you know, my day-to-day now is just, uh, you know, managing uh, our rebound from COVID. Okay. Uh, Like I said, we have some clients now for private trips. We have our yacht week. Okay. Um, that we're partnering with. So making sure those things are going smoothly. I'm um, also seeing how I can innovate. You know, you rarely get opportunity as a mm-hmm. company, especially a startup, to pause all operations and rework everything. Yeah. So this was a great time for me to rework. Okay, maybe we weren't that strong in this area. Let's. How can we fix that? Okay. we were strong in this area, how can we become stronger? Um. So that was really great. So we're able to really kind of up the playing field now for when mm-hmm. we come back, which I mm-hmm. think is going to be very, very important. Um. So day to day, you know, talking with Charles, meeting with Charles, we're looking at how we can make things better, what experiences better, where do we want to go, where, where you think, uh, you know, it's going to open up first, how are we going to manage around COVID, how are we going to protect people when they yeah. come, because COVID is going to be around for a while, Must but, you know, have. how are we protecting people, so putting those precautions in. Um, In addition to that, we have some other endeavors that we're looking into opening okay. up, so we were able to kind of branch off and get into some other areas of entertainment and other mm-hmm. areas of providing, um, you know, great experiences yeah. for people. So, yeah. Uh, stay tuned. We got some dope stuff coming up there. But if anybody wants to reach out to me, man, I'm at Great Eight on Instagram, okay. um, or Raheem at The Weekend Their Trips, and I'm always down to help young Black folk expire and travel and kind of just get out of their own comfort zone mm-hmm. um, because I feel like that's where we grow the most. Yeah. Um, you know, especially during you know these times, man. It's not. It's, it's not easy times. <laughs> it ain't been on. easy I at so all,
0: man.
1: I, I feel like that it, we, we have become our grandparents. You know, if you hear your grandparents if you're fortunate enough to talk to them about the 60s and, you know, like the, the year 68 and all those things, and they talk about, you know, the rough times, you know, they seen a president assassinated and, you know, some great leaders, MLK, yeah. Michael Max. And 2020 and even, has been uh, a motherfucker, uh, even, man. You know, uh, uh, Jeff Kennedy, the senator assassinated, all that. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're in like one of those years, man. We're one of those years where it's like, We'll be Historically, our yeah, like, this is
0: going to be like, man, man I it survived. Crazy. It was
1: crazy back in the day. <laughs> Cats was dying. People were getting killed yeah. by the cops. It was a global pandemic. Yeah. You know, hurricanes, you know, you know, prayers out to everybody down in Louisiana and Texas.
0: Oh, shout uh, out you know, to that, that, man. That's the lawyer, hurricane to Laura, I just, I just got up out of there, boy.
1: Years. So <laughs> it's a lot in this year, man. And I think uh, one thing I've been trying to press and I want to put out there, too, for young folk is decompress. You know, protect yeah. your yeah. mental. Protect your Michelle. peace. For sure. um, turn off the news sometime you know turn off Instagram sometimes it's okay not to watch a video that may you know bring some disturbing thoughts man um you know seek out mental health you know I'm yeah. a proponent yeah. of mental health uh you know make sure you you have your outlets that can take you away from this man because the world is crazy right now For it's sure. absolutely crazy and you know who knows how it's going to end up but you know you're staying strong and, and keeping your your mental and your spirit up yeah. Um That's the best thing you can do. And keep showing
0: up, one foot in front of the other, and you know, reach out for help if you need it. Yeah, man. Just touching on that piece a bit, you know, I feel like you know, here in the black community, we're starting to you know open our eyes to the fact that you ain't weak. You know what I'm saying? Just because you might need a listening ear, or you know, you might need somebody to kind of you know talk you through some stuff that might just have you feeling outside of yourself. So,
1: absolutely, man. I think uh, one thing I you know I've dealt with and trying to manage in this year is that um, that paralyzation. From okay. feeling unable to change, you know,
0: yeah. we're,
1: we're seeing Black Lives Matter, and we're seeing, uh, you know, cops killing black men regularly on TV, mm-hmm. and then also dealing with a global pandemic that's affecting our people more than any other race, and then also dealing with the political arena that is 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 really being uh, fear mongering and just really full of hate right now. Yeah. You feel paralyzed. Like, yeah. what can I do? You know, and you have the need. A lot of us have the need to want to do something. But you don't know where to start because the problems are so big. And that paralyzation can really stunt your growth or stunt your uh, productivity. And sometimes you just have sure. to take a little piece at a time, one step in front of one foot in front of the other, like you said. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's a tough it's a tough time, man, being black in America. It's a tough time, you know, being an American, period. But, you know, you had those different layers on there, man. You gotta really, really make sure you're protecting your peace. That's for sure.
0: That's that is for sure, man. So, him, man, like, uh, what's, what's all of this mean to you, man? You know, the weekend or travels, you know what I'm saying? Being a, uh, you know, an alumnus of a great university, you know what I'm saying? Just having all this ability to kind of, you know, always be able to move in between lines, you know what I'm saying? Something that a lot of people aren't always gifted with, you know what I'm saying? Not only just black people. Like, what what does all of this mean to you?
1: Man, I measure my level of success by... If I'm able to wake up a day and do what I want. Okay. You know, it's not material things. It's not money. It's like, am, can I wake he, up But a day he got money, though. And if I, don't let this Hey, listen, don't fool off. that. I'm out here trying to make it like everybody else. <laughs> but uh, if I wake up, you know, do I control my day? Or am I chasing somebody else's dream? Somebody else controlling my day? Yeah. You know, and I think that's where I find my success. I can, if I want to go up and I want to fly to L.A. right now, I'm in L.A. If I want to stay home and do nothing, I stay home and do nothing. Um, if I want to pour into my family and my friends, I can do it. It's that yeah. peace of mind knowing that whatever I want to do, I can do. And whatever I don't want to do, I don't have to do.
0: That's for and sure. that's
1: what I work for. That If I stay in this place right here the rest of my life, I will feel okay because I put energy to where I want. And yeah. that doesn't mean, you know, everybody at times has to do things they may not want to do. But if it's in the bigger picture... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have to send a whole bunch of emails, but that's the bigger picture of me continuing to run a business and be able to do what I did. I, have dig. Do. I, I live, I, mean? I live
0: by the same kind of parallel, for real. You know what I'm saying? I ain't just shook the corporate world or nothing like that just yet necessarily. But, see, but
1: I think corporate is a very, very great place if you are managing it right. When I was in corporate, I was managing it well. It then no longer became uh, a necessity for me. You know, I was sure. able to do something outside of corporate um, I'm not an entrepreneur that's going to tell you to quit your 9 to 5 if you don't have to. Yeah. My, when, when people ask me all the time about, like, going full-time with their business and all, my thing is this all the time. A 9 to 5 is a means, uh, you know, to an end or a means to a way. If you are not working at 9 to 5 and then working your business from 5 to 9 and you are sleep-deprived, you are energy-deprived, you are absolutely running out of time, yeah. then you shouldn't be quitting your job. When you get to that point where you literally need more time in the day to make whatever this side business is or this other thing that you want to focus in, then it makes sense to say, okay, cool. I can now replace this nine to five with, you know, my five to nine and make that primary. But so many people, I think a lot of times get this idea or this like glow of being an entrepreneur yeah. it's like yeah i'm just gonna dive right in being an entrepreneur and it's like no it's you like know no i was an entrepreneur matter. long before i quit corporate yeah. because that money i was getting from corporate i was able to build my website and get my brand together and start yeah. getting a lot of things together yeah. i didn't quit corporate until i had no more time in the day and i had mm-hmm. to choose what was the priority okay. and you know i chose my own self and my own business so I am not that guy. I tell you guys, young entrepreneurs, if you if you still got time to go out to the club, you still got time to party and do other things, which I'm a proponent of,
0: then you He's ain't ready a to quit your job. Keep that money, way. I'm telling you. <laughs> keep
1: that money because when you become an entrepreneur in those early stages, that consistency uh, that you have in corporate, you get that check every two weeks, no matter what. You blow a yeah. check, you be like, cool, let me, yeah. let me get through a couple of days, bong, direct the that right there leaves, and that's going to make or break your business. You know what For I mean? Sure. Not only you. For make sure. or break your business. Now, granted, I'm also a fuck that job type guy. You know, quit. <laughs> there up. will fuck always be job. a job there. You know, so it's like it's a, it's a sweet balance <laughs> yeah. because, uh, you know, I, like I said, I won't down corporate, but I'm also fuck that job. Like, yeah. quit. You will always be able to get a job. If you got a degree or if you, you've worked in a field, you can always go back there. Quit, quit, quit. I, quit and go broke. That's fine. You know what I mean? Because you'll learn more from that failure than you will from your successes. But it's just a matter of don't be in a you know don't be afraid, don't be afraid. I think uh, a lot of us sometimes when we're stuck in corporate are afraid. Like oh my god, if I quit my job and I'm like I'm making these strides. Like you know when I quit enterprise, I was up for promotion and doing really good. But it's like I can go back and do that. I already did it. Yeah, Yeah, if I wanted to step right back into corporate because I have two degrees and that experience, I can do it. Yeah. But this this entrepreneur stuff or being able to be an entrepreneur really has a timeline on it because mm-hmm. life comes with more responsibilities as you get older. Yep, you know, I don't have sure. any kids, I didn't have a wife. This is the time for me to be out here because there's no wife,
0: man. I think I just seen you in Mexico, man. Uh, man you? You?
1: Come on man, come on, man. <laughs> Don't let me run it back to you I saw you a couple places too. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh hey,
0: okay. Yeah. No, never mind. Okay. Yeah. Do it. So right. what was we yeah, talking so, about? Yeah, so okay.
1: Back, back to being an entrepreneur and not having kids and wife and, you know, betting on yourself you know, while you're young. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and you gotta look, as you get older, you get uh, more risk adverse. Yeah. You know, when you get up That's in years, real. You That's get real. Warm, you're not about risk. Being an entrepreneur <laughs> when you're first starting off, it's about taking risks.
0: Yeah, you know, so I like so, that 401k. Yeah, yeah, man.
1: <laughs> Listen, you can you, you can screw that up. Yields, you, you, high
0: yield, high yield.
1: You gotta make those catch up payments to that 401k. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know. So it's that's the thing, and like I think um a lot of people have entrepreneurial spirit, right? It's about for being, sure. It's about being able to take that step, mm-hmm. and one thing you don't want to do is have that entrepreneurial spirit. Cover it up in corporate, cover it up in responsibilities. I and mean, then you got a wife and you got a kid. Man, and family, you dropping f- gems,
0: you dropping and, gyms. The and
1: entrepreneurial spirit didn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, and you're ready to jump out there, but ha ha ha. You mm-hmm. got a wife, you got a yeah. kid, you got that mortgage, you got these bills. Yeah. Can you, you really just- do a gap of not having income? Because when you first start, that income is it's real sporadic.
0: Yeah. But you real. know, if
1: you're young now, yeah, if you you know, you're 40 or younger, 35 or younger now, do it. Yeah. Do it. You know I mean, go out for it. Do it. If you don't got no kids, or even if you got a kid and you can do it for different, um, you know, circumstances, the younger you are, the better. Because when you get older, it's, it's you know, you got people depending on you.
0: Yeah. So, bro, some of your uh, extracurriculars, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you, you skydiving now, you yes. know what I'm saying, on your way to instructor, correct? Well, you know. And so we yeah. biking out I here, bike. bro. I'm looking every morning. <laughs> I'm you know, on a computer at about seven. I think you what is it, four or five thirty hitting yeah. a twenty, fifty mile <laughs> bike ride? What's what's all of this about, man? Man, so
1: I have found some beauty in uh COVID. Okay. Uh, before the pandemic, I was always on go, you know, and you saw mm-hmm. I was country to country, city to city, yeah. trip to trip, always yeah. on you know, on go. And, you know, moving like that, um, I didn't master managing my health and managing okay. my mental there, right? I was okay. just next place to next place, next place to next place, and not eating right. Real eat, P diddy with it. Yeah, real <laughs> just going all over. And so, you know, with COVID I found an opportunity to ground myself again, um, and pick up some new hobbies. So I picked up uh I had been told myself I wanted to become a certified skydiver. Okay. So I had put that in place. Yep. Um and I started that and I completed that, jumped, you know, completed uh Jump school, so that's really dope. I can skydive by myself now. Hey. Um, and then I picked up biking, you know, just because I wanted to get my, my health together, and my spirit together, and my mental, and it's really, really uh, releasing and it helps. Is it, is it like really, an
0: endurance thing or like how I, you know, yeah. I mean,
1: like? It's a, and, it, and it allows you to focus, man. You know, when you're doing something, even with skydiving too, it's about focusing, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt like uh, there was a lot of chaos in the world, man. I was a feeling lot, like that paralyzation. Lot. And so picking up biking and, you know, doing the skydiving. I also picked up plants. Uh, got, Is that right? You know, I yeah, mean, I got, mean, got, got I'm a lot of plants now. now. Yeah, they, that's they, like the thing little now. Kids, they yeah, children. Yeah, no, you know little, what I mean? I'm a little green babies. You know, so yeah. I, you know, started planting, and um, you know, that's those things, man. It's, it's just about with me. I want to live a more active lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, and that's you know, physically active, mentally active, but also being able to focus. I think. So, um, I, have I think a, that's one
0: of my biggest things too. That I'm kind of trying to make sure I'm fo- uh, doing a little bit more, paying yeah, yeah. attention to what my focus is, and 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 yeah, just essentially. What so you're so the goal was like
1: to pick up hobbies that allowed that made me focus on one thing, because I'm a person where I can't do one thing at a time. You know, what I mean, like my mind. Right is here, raising everywhere. my hand like, too. I I will be doing heart surgery and thinking about you know trips and stuff and all that. Like I cannot do one thing at a time. But when you're skydiving. Only thing you can think about is skydiving or, you know, go (laughs) ahead and not focus and it's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. You're bike riding. You're focusing on the bike and pedaling and avoiding obstacles and things Mm -hmm. of that sort. It literally forces me to think one thing at a time, which clears my mind and brings me some
0: mental peace. So when you're doing your rods and stuff like that, are you uh, are you setting out for a certain distance or how how is that all? Yeah, sometimes. Out for you?
1: So I got my like morning loop. I do, you know, okay. like all right, cool. Let me go hit the loop. You know, this is set of 15 miles, whatever. on a square squared away, and then sometimes I get on. I'm like, let's go. You
0: know, yeah. Let's um, make-
1: and, and then I and I just ride, and I will see you know where I end up at and where I end up back. And so yeah, uh, you know, just different things. Like you know, at night if I'm feeling you know, a little anxious, a little anxiety, I'll get on the bike and go. Yeah. Um, you know, morning, I'm pretty cool. It helps me get up, get going, get out to bed. Uh, you know, so definitely pretty cool, man. I dig it.
0: Well, Heem, you know what I'm saying? We, we wrapping this up, man. Uh, what's some things you want to lead, lead the folks with? I mean, they got a, they got a great bit, man. Y'all run back some of them jewels he was dropping.
1: Man, I'll say this, man, you know, in the times we live in, uh, right now in this year, um, with all the catastrophe going on, with all of the, the storm that is this country and all the, the stuff that's going on in the world, there's always an eye of the storm. And in the eye of the storm, it's always really calm. Calm. In yep. this storm of a year, be an eye. Be calm. Cheer. Protect
0: yourself. Cheer.
1: Help yourself, even though the world is spinning around you. 150 miles. Right. I might have
0: to run that you. back one more time. For the, her, man. Be
1: the eye of the storm. Be in the eye. Protect your peace, protect your health. Your mental health and come out of the storm better.
0: Okay, that's right on, man. That's right on. Well, man, this is episode two. We didn't kind of film to record it like out of place because mm-hmm. we got something going on here in DC, the March on Washington this weekend. Yes, sir. But, uh, Excited. you know what I'm saying? I got I got my man Raheem here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, somebody I got a lot of uh, great respect for and admiration. And I just want to let you know, you know what I'm saying? As far as you know. My brother in this world, uh, as well as a black brother, you know what I'm saying? It's much love, man.
1: And Always, man. Listen, thanks for having you, man. me, man. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for coming to my city, man. In this city, you know what I mean? man. We back. We'll go grab some cheese steaks, get you right. Hey, <laughs> Little water I ice and some I... pretzels, man. Hey, hey I'm with road. it. I'm
0: with it, man. I'm yeah, with man. it.
1: Listen, I love what you're doing here, bro. Like, you know, keep it up, man. Like, in times like this, outlets are going to be what make or break people. You never know who you may be reaching out to, man. And you're sitting here, you're speaking to the people, you're speaking what people are thinking, and to have the courage to put words Me. to thoughts or put words <laughs> to feelings. And we're in a time where people are collectively feeling a lot of the same things. We're collectively yep, yep. feeling a lot of the same stresses or we're collectively having a lot of the same thoughts. But it's those people like you that are able to put words to it that gives affirmation and calming
0: uh, uh, to people. You know, so I appreciate keep that. Keep doing what you're doing, I man. I appreciate that. Well yeah, man, this is the race, man. Episode two, season two. You know what I'm saying? I always leave us with a little bit of something, man. And I just want to make it quick. Love is love, man. Love is love. And there will be something new that I'm kind of doing with the with this season. Uh I I would like, you know, everybody out there who's listening or, you know, would like to to have some input on the show or, you know, a question out there, a topic or something of discussion. You know, just hit me off at uh, my Gmail, the race, DTX, one word, at gmail.com. The race, DTX, at gmail.com. And uh, this is The Race, and we out, man. We yeah. out. yeah. yeah. I said I feel invisible. Ho. It's a hundred niggas in the spot. I won't keep going. It's 85 just to walk through. I don't talk to these niggas. Because a lot of these niggas be corny. corny. I am feeling horny. And I shoot like Robert Horry. i Sick. I got a percolated bitch I give her this percolated dick I show her this percolated trick.